shit, period. All right? If you got a group of people that you call your friends and shit and they not supportive, fuck them hoes. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Anaya, and welcome back to my podcast. As always, I love and appreciate you guys so much for rocking with me rocking with my crazy emotional ass i feel like my podcast is like a fucking roller coaster girl we be up and then we be down and then we be back up and then we be down so anyways i just want to say thank you guys for sharing telling your family and friends and social media about my podcast and just giving the honest feedback on what you guys have been listening means the world to me and we continue to grow and you know keep on pushing bitch all right so anyways um I wanted to talk about a few things. Um, the first point I wanted to make was, girl, we we in, we in motherfucking Mercury retrograde, all right, bitch? We is in motherfucking Mercury retrograde. And I'm just like, okay, bitch, okay. So July 2nd, we had a new moon. And... There's so many ways you guys can prepare for a new moon. Me personally, I like to do my goddess slash spiritual bath for a new moon. I like to recharge my crystals under the moonlight. There's plenty of different things you guys can do. If you guys want to know more information about it, I do have a YouTube channel, which is Anaya IV, spelled the exact same way as this podcast. You guys can check out my spiritual videos, which has its own section. So if you guys go to my YouTube channel and you click playlist, everything is pretty much organized for you to check it out. So anyways, um, I like to prepare for different things. This is a time where you can set your intentions and meditate, manifest what you guys want to attract and enter into your life. So I like to do that for a new moon and a full moon. So this new moon was an eclipse new moon, which is very intense. That's when the moon and the sun basically... Oh, excuse me, I have hiccups. <laughs> this is when the new moon... And I mean, Jesus, I can't even talk right now. This is when the sun and the moon are basically colliding and touching each other, if that makes any sense. I hope I explained that right. For those who get what the hell I mean, you know what I'm, you know what the fuck I'm trying to say, right? All right. So anyways, um, so new moon are very powerful, like I said, for manifesting, placing your intentions, blase, blase, blase. So if you guys do not know, I also like to work with candles. Um, And let me say this, because I know a lot of people are not into what the fuck I'm into. And that's perfectly fine. Um, I'm a very open-minded person. If you're not open-minded, girl, you could just go ahead and just exit out this damn episode. Um, But, you know, I get a lot. It's funny how a lot of people that are close-minded be like, oh, that's that witchcraft shit. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, okay, well, I didn't know me lighting a fucking few candles and, you know, talking to God may fuck up what y'all got going on. But, you know, don't say it's witchcraft when birthdays come around. You hoes like to blow out candles and shit and make wishes. But that's neither here nor there. Okay? But anyways, speaking of candles, I do have videos on candles, different colors, the meaning, and all that good stuff. How to clean, cleanse, where to buy. Girl, go to my YouTube channel, all right? So anyways, um, I like to work with a seven-day candle, but due to me traveling and moving around so much, 
I tend to get these small little candles. You guys can go on Amazon and purchase colored unscented candles. Now, these small candles you can write on. So, for example, let's just say if you get a white candle and you want to attract pureness, happiness, whatever the fuck. I don't know what you want to attract. I don't know you. So you write what you want on the candle and you basically pray over your candle. That doesn't mean you are worshiping the candle. This is just a tool for you to connect to a spiritual guide that connects you to God, if that makes any sense. So anyways, I went ahead for the new moon and I burned an orange candle. So an orange candle basically helps with your intentions. An orange candle can help you with your creativity, um, attraction, friendships, sudden changes, energy stimulation. It just it helps with a lot. Kindness, independence, courage, confidence. So I wanted to focus on that for this new moon. So I went and purchased a small little orange candle and I burned that candle. And I you, you're supposed to watch the flame. And there's different websites. You guys can do your own research on how to watch your flame and what the flame means. And majority of the flames, I mean, the candles that I burn have a very strong flame. It's very rare that I have a dancing flame, but that's because my mind is clear. My heart is open and I'm just in the moment and I know exactly what I'm asking for. And I know that my answers, my questions are being heard, if that makes any sense. So anyways, um, I did this on July 2nd for the new moon. Like I said, there's plenty of things you guys can do. Please do your own research. Um, there's plenty of YouTube videos. There's plenty of articles that you guys can read. Um, you don't have to just listen and watch mine. There's so many out there to just kind of self-educate yourself on what you feel you should know. But um, yeah, so we're also in, so after my birthday, which was July 6th, July 7th is when Mercury retrograde started. And Mercury retrograde is basically when you need to restart shit. Like you need to rethink shit, redo shit, reprogram shit, backup shit. This is when technology started acting fucking weird. This is when people are acting fucking weird. And this is when you need to align yourself and balance yourself out because this is the time to do it. Mercury retrograde will have you fucking off balance. So me knowing this coming up and all this other stuff, little things have happened this week. <laughs> so just trying to mentally prepare myself for this, this wonderful change and shift. How ironic, you know, there's a new moon, my birthday, and then uh, retrograde. How wonderful is that? So emotionally, I'm fucking pulled and tugged everywhere. But, you know, I'm not going to let this beat me up. I'm just going to push through this and just try to work through this uh, wonderful Mercury retrograde. There's different ways you guys can prepare for Mercury retrograde. This is not something to be like, oh, this is so negative. I've always looked at it in a negative way, which I don't feel like everyone should. You know, I feel like this is when the universe is pushing you. Um, to better yourself. And I get that a lot of the times we don't like to change ourselves, push ourselves or get uncomfortable. And I'm, and I'm one of those people. So, you know what I'm saying? Um, basically Mercury retrograde is to just tie up, cut off loose ends. Don't match people's energy. Just basically set your own vibrations, be on guard for the lessons, the trials and triggers. Take two steps forward for everyone. You step back, try not to take other people's 
you know, personalities onto you, release all energies that don't belong to you. Listen to your intuition and do not let your emotions take over and do not fear the storm. So there's different things that, you know, you can embrace during this. You know what I'm saying? Um, basically also too, when it comes to Mercury retrograde, you're supposed to double check plane flights, back up your computers. So that goes into technology. So just files and things like that. They say, don't, you know, sign contracts during this time or sign paperwork and things like that. Um, usually your ex or people from your past like to show up, especially during Mercury retrograde. So it's just different shit that be going on and happening just because, you know, shit just begin fucking weird so anyways um yeah so that's 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 also been going on <laughs> which is fun right which is so fun who who doesn't like this you know what i'm saying um but yeah my birthday passed and my birthday was really all over the place it was just so unplanned so unorganized and it turned out amazing because the july 4th july 5th fucking wore me out july 4th for those who do not know if you're of color we celebrate on june 19th um but on the 4th of july i pretty much did nothing but tanned and it was so relaxing i've talked about relaxing and tanning on this podcast before that is one of my favorite things to do is to lay out enjoy mother nature and the sun and listen to the ocean is super relaxing to me it calms down my anxiety it just it lets me have a clear mind it lets me regroup my thoughts and just get back to the real world i don't know what it is but i'm a cancer and i'm a moon child and we love the ocean so i always feel at peace and at home when i'm on the beach it's very different to pan to to tan, excuse me, by some chlorine water, <laughs> aka pool. But it's very different when you get to get your feet all in the sand and collect seashells and listen to the birds in the ocean. It's just a whole different experience. And I just love the whole process of tanning when it comes to tanning on a beach. So I did that for the 4th of July. I went and tanned, I relaxed, I ate, I drank, I drunk. Um, on the on the fifth, I met up with my cousin. She's so sweet. She's nineteen. She's in college. She got a job. She's doing her thing. I'm really happy for her. So we met up. We went shopping. We ate, and then we went to go see the Spider Man movie, which was really cute. Um, it was really really cute. And 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 I wanted to talk about because I like to learn and and take things from little things like a movie, and kind of apply it to my life or just life in general. So in the movie, Spider-Man, spoil alert, spoil alert. If you guys haven't watched the movie, just fucking fast forward through this part. (laughs) So anyways, Peter Parker, Peter Parker, a.k.a. Spider-Man. So he is basically facing some issues in his life. He's avoiding his responsibilities as Spider-Man because he wants to be a normal kid. And in life, we do avoid our calling or sometimes we avoid things that we know we need to face and handle head on. And this storyline kind of reminded me of myself in a way because sometimes I try to avoid and run away from things that I know I need to handle and take care of as an adult or just issues in my life that I'm just like, all right, gotta do this. And, um, eventually he had to face what the fuck he had to face 
And him being so kind-hearted and just a good person and him being naive to certain shit backfired on him. And in this movie, you can see him basically getting back to who he is, but also redefining who he is, like finding himself, but also just rebuilding himself. It was very inspiring. And mind you, this is a like fiction movie, you know, with superheroes and shit, but they always have a message. And it was just very inspiring to see him go from point A to point B and to see him go through these trials and tribulations and him wanting to do this, but he had to do that. And when he thinks the fight is over, it's just getting started. And that's life. You know what I'm saying? Once you think that, oh, I figured this out, that shit done. Is it really? No, it's not. And you can't take the shortcut in life. And you could tell in the movie, Peter Parker tried to take the shortcut. Like, oh, I finished this. All right, now I can get back to my little school trip. And, you know, and it's just like, that's not how it works, you know? And sometimes when you're naive to certain things, you tend to not see things for what it is. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we believe who people are based on face value of what they show us. And reality, you have to trust your gut intuition and feeling when you feel it. And sometimes we don't. We avoid it. We'd be like, uh, I don't want to think negatively about this person or nah, they're cool. So I'm going to just look past this. Nah, fuck that. If somebody show you who the fuck they are, bitch, you better believe it. <laughs> and in the movie, he thought he could trust this guy. Didn't know him from a hole in the wall, believe in everything he says. And he gave him something that was supposed to be very important to him. Gave it away. And he was beating himself up for it. And, you know, sometimes we make mistakes in life and we beat ourselves up for it. And it's so pointless to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, you cannot cry over spilled milk. So in the movie, I'm just watching it and he's like beating himself up for it. Like, I can't believe how stupid and irresponsible I was, blah, 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 blah. But like I said, it was very inspiring the way he revamped himself. When he picked himself up, and that's a part of life. Like when life kicks you down and you feel low and you're beating yourself up and you're feeling sorry for yourself or whatever the fuck you're going through, you have to get the fuck back up. You just have to. And you could see him fighting through the bullshit. And it was like, yeah, it was just so inspiring. Like, I love when people can fight their own demons and I love when people can overcome things and their lives and say, you know what, I'm not going to let this make me who I am and I'm not going to let this beat me up and I'm not going to let this write my story. It's very inspiring. So, spoiler alert, (laughs) I definitely do recommend you guys to see it because like I said, even though that's a superhero fiction, you know, movie, There's messages in everything that we watch, whether it's music, TV, movies, television, I don't know, a book you're reading. There's a message and you have to dig a little deep to get the message. And I got the message and it was really dope. So watching that was really, really dope. Seeing that, you know, him transition and fight through whatever he was going through was super inspiring. So I did want to get carried away with the Spider-Man situation, but... We're going to jump into the main topic of this episode, all right? So sometimes I struggle and I get, you know, um, 
what is it not not writer's block but like creator's block you know as a creator sometimes you're not inspired by shit or nothing's like you know exciting to talk about or whatever the case may be and sometimes I don't have anyone to bounce ideas off of so sometimes I like to ask my family and my friends like hey what do you think I should talk about my podcast blase blase and my cousin said a good topic for me to discuss on my podcast would be how to let go of someone detaching yourself and knowing when to let go of someone so I want to kind of break that down now this year I've experienced letting go of a few people and it is not easy it is one of the most painful and hard things to do but it's necessary to do especially when this person doesn't reciprocate the energy that you give out and not to say that you're the good person or they're the toxic person and vice versa. It's just more so like when you look at your life and you look at who is adding what and what you are adding, if it doesn't make sense, it got to go. Period. So this year, it, it, it wasn't very easy for me because I'm a cancer and we tend to hold on to people and we really don't like to detach ourselves from people. I don't like confrontation. I don't like drama. I don't like the bullshit. I don't like none of that shit. If me and you could be on good terms, that's cool with me. You know what I'm saying? Um, but sometimes shit don't work out the way we want it to be. When it comes to friendships, I feel like over time you outgrow people and you and somebody may have different directions in life and that's fine you know what I'm saying I believe that everyone has certain friends for certain things like if I want to go out and hang out I have a friend for that if I want to go out and have brunch I have a friend for that if I want to have a good time and be wild I have a friend for that and I think that people tend to try to have that one friend and they do everything with in reality certain people are not for certain things and as I get older I realize that like I have friends for certain shit like, I know if I want to go to the movies and kick it and do chill shit, I have a friend for that. You know what I'm saying? So that is something that I learned about myself and just my friendships with people. Like, you have certain friends that you just have friendships and they're just for certain shit. <laughs> That's just the reality of it. Now, ending friendships are not fun because... You know, you do get attached to people, not saying attached in a very demonic or needy way, but you get used to somebody, you get used to talking to them, you get used to hanging out, you get used to seeing them. And then for that to just stop is kind of like, whoa, this is a little different. You know what I'm saying? So I just feel like if you're making a decision that is best for yourself, you can never go wrong. You know what I'm saying? And... There was a meme that I have posted on my Instagram page. So if you guys don't follow me on the gram, girl, what is you doing? Okay. Um, and the post said a lot of things went wrong this year, but nothing feels like a mistake. You feel me? And that's a fact. There's a lot of shit that went wrong. It's a lot of shit that happened with me and some friends that went left. It's a lot of shit that happened with me and, you know, a guy I was dating and it went left but nothing feels like a mistake. I don't have any regrets so far for 2019. Like, I don't feel like, oh, I should have did this. I feel like everything happened for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like when you're letting go of people, you can't think of how that person is going to feel. And I do that. 
I would be like, oh, this person's going to be mad. This person's going to be sad. And it's just like, but how are you going to feel? Because this decision is based on how you feel. You're having this this moment with yourself because you know that this person doesn't deserve to be in your life, doesn't deserve your presence, your time, your energy. So why are you concerned about how someone else is going to feel based on the decision that you are making about yourself? And that is something that I had to come to terms with this year is like, that's so like when you think about it, it's like, damn, why am I concerned? (laughs) You know, and I did that with my friendships. I did that with the person I was dealing with. I was thinking about them before I was thinking about myself. And that is super trash. Because when you reevaluate your friendships or your relationships, does that person really think about the way you feel when they're doing wrong versus when you think about letting them go? Why do you care how they feel? And that was something that I had to ask myself this year. Like, you know, I was dealing with a guy for a couple of years. And, you know, when you're young and you're dating, you're not really like for me, I wasn't looking for nothing serious. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't those female like, oh, I want a relationship, but he don't. So now we just kicking and chilling. It's like, nah, nigga, I really don't want nothing serious right now. I'm not shit. (laughs) Unless you adding value and you teaching me some shit and I feel like, damn, I need to be with you. Then that's different. But in the meantime, in between time, I'm kicking it and I'm chilling and whatever goes, goes. And I'm just flowing with the shit. And that's kind of where I was. And I think that the end of 2018, I was just on some like, nah, nigga, this not working. Like, we're not growing. We're not progressing. I'm not helping you. You're not helping me. We are not a team. You know, this is going nowhere. And I think in that moment, I realized, like, I need to let this person go. As much as I care about you and I have feelings for you, I care about me more. (laughs) I care about me more. I care about me way more. And it wasn't an easy thing to do to detach myself from somebody because I got so used to it. You know what I'm saying? You get used to something. It's hard to be like, oh, this is not in the routine no more. And. You know, it wasn't easy for me to do because I was concerned about how the other person felt versus how I felt. And that was my first mistake, thinking how he would feel versus how I feel. And, you know, that wasn't that wasn't the smartest thing for me to do because months were going on and I still felt the same way I felt six months ago about my decision about leaving this person alone. And, you know, one thing I noticed about guys like, guys know when a woman is fed up. Guys know when they fucked up and we're over it. You know what I'm saying? They know it. And they will pull all the tricks and stops to make sure that you don't leave them or you're not done with them. And, you know, as a woman, we may fall for the booby traps, but eventually we're going to figure it the fuck out. You know what I'm saying? And I think I got to a point where it was just emotionally draining because this person was making me feel bad. You know, and it's just like, look, bro, like I care about you and and how you are and shit like that. But I deserve more. You know what I'm saying? Like I require more as a woman. And that's when I started really tapping into my inner goddess because I was settling and I wasn't 
really loving Anaya the way Anaya should because look what the fuck I was settling for. You know what I'm saying? And that's when you have to be real with yourself. And I wasn't being open and honest and real with myself. I was just like, eh, I don't want nothing serious anyways. And not to say that's an excuse to settle as a woman when we say, oh, I don't want nothing serious. It still goes into the matter of the fact that you don't deserve this. So why are you settling for this? Regardless of what you want at the moment, you know for a fact you deserve more. And detaching yourself from people is not easy. It's really not. And, you know, your friends be like, oh, you still talk to us? Oh, and so. And it'd be so hard because you'd be like, bitch. <laughs> I've been working so hard to get over this person and hear your bitch ass asking me about his crusty ass. This is not going to work, sis. It's And I don't really know what advice I can give you guys besides to be honest about my own situation. It's not easy. It's really not. There's times where I, I want to call this person and just talk to them. And then there's just moments where it's just like, why would I do that when I've gotten this far in my growth to be like, I'm over this? You know what I'm saying? It's not easy, but having willpower and having control over your emotions and having control over what you will allow to happen into your life means everything. Detaching yourself from friendships that does not serve you, detaching yourself from relationships that doesn't do anything for you. It's so important. And I think that 2019, I've learned that. Like, I don't give a fuck if I'm the bad guy, to be honest. Before, I used to care. I used to be like, oh, I don't want this person. Now I don't give two fucks, bitch. Nah, well, yep, I'm the bad guy. Because at the end of the day, nobody's going to give a fuck how you feel besides yourself. And I was so tired of putting me on the back burner to make someone else happy or comfortable because I'm so used to doing that. I'm so used to having someone else feel comfortable and happy. And then I'm sure and then I'm in, you know, I'm the one with the short end of the stick and I'm the one unhappy and suffering. And then I'm forced to put a fake smile just to make sure somebody else. I was done fucking doing that. I was done. I didn't give a fuck if I was the bad guy. I didn't give a fuck if I was the bitch. I didn't give a fuck if I was the fake-ass friend. I didn't give a fuck if I was the, oh, you didn't give me a chance. I didn't give a flying fuck. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, I knew I was making me happy. And, and it's crazy how you will be all these things when you decide to put yourself first. It's crazy how you're all these negative and bad things when you decide to draw the line and create boundaries. And that was something that I learned this year. I have to create boundaries with people. Because people really do take your kindness for a weakness. Especially people that feel like they've known you forever. Like, oh, I could just call her. I could just pull up. It's like, no, sis, you cannot, bitch. Mm-mm. We're going to create this line. We're going to draw this line. Because, bitch, you is not about to come over here and use me and abuse me and, and absorb all this good energy. And then I'm suck. You suck me dry. And then I'm left feeling drained after we hang out. Bitch, I think the fuck not. Same thing with these niggas. You know what I'm saying? Even down to sex. We have some people that, you know, sex is a very sacred thing. And when you have sex with someone, you are exchanging energies. And if that person is not well balanced and you're having sex with a person who's not well balanced, you're not fucking balanced. And then there's sex demons and all this other shit that goes involved. So I was very big on protecting my energy at all costs and level, whether that came with my relationships with people and friendships and, and just just overall all of that 
detaching yourself. It doesn't mean that person is negative. That doesn't mean that the situation is super toxic. It's just more so like, what is the best for you? Is this relationship good for you? Is this good for your mental health? Is this even positive? Is it productive? Are you learning something? Are you growing from this? And I had to really ask myself these questions when it came to the people that I love and cared about. And it's just like, you know, it's not easy. Like I said, it's just not easy, but it's necessary. It has to be done. And I was tired of making excuses for people. I was tired of, you know, avoiding the obvious. I was tired of trying to give people the benefit of the doubt. I was tired of looking at people and seeing their potential and being disappointed. I was tired of it. I really was. And then I had to just be honest with myself and say, you know what? Mm -mm. I've got time for this shit. (laughs) I've stuck it out this long and this is how far we've got and I'm not happy. And, you know, I have my receipt and I want my money back. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) And I don't feel bad. I really don't. Any decision that I've made up until this point, I honestly do not feel bad about because at the end of the day, I was fulfilling my needs first. And I think if you are trying to detach yourself from someone or get over someone or just basically, you know, how to let go of someone, you have to think about yourself first and not how the other person is going to think and feel. And once you've mastered that, I think you'll be fine, to be honest. I really think you'll be fine because... Like I said, nobody's going to give a fuck how you feel besides you. And if you're letting go of someone who's did you wrong, why do you care how they feel if you're wanting to wash your hands and be done with them? That makes no sense. So my advice to you guys is to not feel bad. Don't feel bad at all for making the best decision for yourself. And it's so funny because I made a video like that. And in that moment, that's exactly how I felt. Because people will try to make you feel bad when you're wanting to do what is best for you. And sometimes the best for you does not include them and they know it. That's, that's, the, that's the gag. They know it. That's why I don't want you to do it. They're like, no, I need your good energy. <laughs> no, I need your good pussy. <laughs> no, I need your good advice. No, I need to suck you dry. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just like, once you create those boundaries and you say, all right, bitch, enough is enough. You're the bad guy. And you know what? I'm cool with being the bad guy. I really am. I don't give a fuck. Pay me out to be the bad guy, bitch. I don't care. Because I'm so tired of putting my feelings and my thoughts and my emotions on a back burner to make other people around me feel comfortable. So done with that. That's the golden eye. That bitch is dead. You could go to that that bitch funeral because she ain't alive no more, ho. (laughs) So my message to you guys is stop fucking feeling bad. Stop fucking feeling bad for doing whatever you feel that is best for you because in reality, you're just suffering and you're robbing yourself from happiness and freedom and just being clear of your thoughts. Like, you know what I'm saying? So don't play yourself. Do what is best for yourself, all right? Okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, hold up. You see a bad bitch coming through here. What's the hold up? <laughs> Okay. (laughs) 
Okay, let's see. All right, so this is going to be the girl talk portion of this podcast. I so as always, I ask you guys to send me an email. Um, please include your age, keep it anonymous, and I give you guys my raw dog opinion on your situation. It could be about your love life. It could be about work. It could be about ground. It could be about anything you guys want to advice on. All right. All right. So this one says, "Girl, I need some advice." All right, well, you at the right place, honey, because I don't judge. This is a judge-free zone, all right? <clears throat> okay, I have to get my reading voice on. So this says, I happened to stumble upon your account a few months ago, and it has honestly been such a blessing. I love your confidence and just how classy you present yourself. I've been listening to your podcast, and I heard you do girl talk and gave some really good advice, so I was hoping you could give me some advice on my current situation and jesus christ this email is fucking long (laughs) side note please keep y'all emails short cute and simple and straight to the point but anyways that's the whole point of the podcast the podcast can be long as fuck right right all right (laughs) so this one says well i'm 21 years old and currently friends slash talking to this guy We met two years ago and tried to get together a few times and it never really worked out because we were always with other people. Well, during the spring going into summer of last year, we were both single and decided we wanted to try and see where it would go. But we wanted it to be based off friendship since we never really got to know each other. Well, we got back to school this year and hung out frequently and I thought we were on our way to something. Well, that something never came. (laughs) I'm trying not to laugh. Well, that something never came. And I got whispers he may have possibly been entertaining someone else that never really were proved. And when asked about it, he always said they were just friends from the start. Ooh, child, this is going messy. Um, He never really gave me a reason not to believe him before, so I trusted him. Let me say this. um, Before finishing off this email, if that's not your man, girl, he don't owe you shit. Side note. All right. Well, during the spring, I still never got the title I wanted, but I was constantly promised that he was coming. What? Because I was the type of girl his mom would love and all that other stuff. Girl, this nigga feeding you fairy tales. Ciao. During this time, I got... I'm sorry, y'all. I hate reading emails like this and then I be talking because I like to read the whole thing and then chiming. But I'm chiming in as I'm reading. This... Hold on. During this time, I got wind slash saw for myself that he was talking to other people's daughters, which um, I confronted him about. And he kind of mad. It seemed like I was reading the situation the wrong way and that he was letting everyone, including me, know he was just chilling right now because he was trying to get a job and a bunch of other stuff situated since he's graduating. But I noticed that him and one of his female friends happened to both be in Atlanta at the same time during girl. You too invested into this. No shade. That's just all facts. You are too invested into this. I'm going to finish reading though. But damn, sis, this not your nigga. Sheesh. All right. <laughs> Hold on. 
um, the same time during the exact same things, which he says was a coincidence and everyone around me, including some of my female friends say I should just let the situation go because overall he's a good guy. Um, keep in mind that while all that was happening, we're going out to eat together. We're spending nights at his place, going a bunch of different places with him, as well as helping him get ready for interviews. That don't mean shit. Niggas ain't, I don't care. Girl, you could have been washing his ass. If you're not his girlfriend and he has not said y'all are just exclusively dating, all this shit you saying don't fucking matter at all. Like all the shit you said in this email, girl, don't mean shit. Y'all need to get that through y'all heads. Okay, and, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, another bitch could be doing the exact same shit y'all got. If he didn't tell you what it was, and y'all just chilling, bitch, that's exactly what y'all doing. Y'all eating, y'all kicking it, y'all chilling. And if you giving him the cootie cash, shame on you. All right? Let me finish this email. (laughs) So, okay, so while he helping him, okay, Resume while he was helping me with my school stuff. So I was hurt because I felt like I was his girl. Keyword felt. I felt like I was his girl, but you're not. So that's your that's on you. Why you felt like that. I felt like I was his girl the whole time until we had a final conversation where he pretty let me know he was still thought we were in talking stage. Yes, y'all are. (laughs) which surprised me. Well, it's July now and we still communicate every day and we have our scheduled phone call every week, but I'm starting to get tired of our current situation. I have no problem being a supportive friend because he's always been there for me when I needed him and he's always gone above and beyond, but I want more. And every time I ask him about a relationship, he either refers back to, he wants to make sure that a friendship is solid or we're really good friends and that anything could happen. However, even though he says those things, he always leaves an edge of hope to it. So I'm honestly really unsure what I need to do next because part of me wants to wait for him. Girl, a part of me wants to wait for him to get his stuff together unless a part of me realize I'm about to be 22 on July 6th. Oh, girl, you got the same birthday me. Girl, you need to get it together. And I can't give him another year of my life. So I need to throw him in the trash and give this other guy who's been trying to talk to me for a minute a chance. But the side's real weak. I'm sorry this is kind of long, but I need advice able to give is welcome. Okay, sis, what I'm going to tell you, girl, you can't be doing girlfriend duties to a nigga that, listen, you don't get my boyfriend privileges if you're not my boyfriend. Hashtag Vine Days, all right? Y'all need to stop doing shit for these niggas. Like, if you want to be friends with him, that's fine, sis. But all that other shit you felt and you thought, these are all key words that let me know y'all not what the fuck you thought it was. You are playing yourself, sis. And you a cancer. And you have my birthday. I could just slap you through this podcast. Girl, wake up and smell a coffee, all right? Number two, he's basically telling you like, yeah, we that, but we not that. So it's up to you whether or not you want to deal with what he's offering you. He's already told you from jump what the fuck it was. You're missing it. You're missing the whole point. You know what I've learned about women? Women have select hearing. Women will think and feel before they really get to really understand and see. (laughs) I felt like I was his girl. You're not. 
That's called dating. Welcome to the adult world where you can talk to five niggas and that's considered dating. The fact that you had another nigga on on the sidelines because you thought you and this guy was about to be serious. Shame on you. Girl, what? That man is dating. That's what he's doing. He's dating. He's keeping his options open. Basically, he's trying to be nice and tell you, hey, this could go somewhere, but I don't know. He's keeping his options open. Why? Because that's what young people should do. You know what I'm saying? He's not wrong. He's not trifling. That's exactly what he should be doing, weighing his options. You played yourself by not having other options and thinking that you was his girl and y'all was going to get far and do shit. And then you watching his shit and all this. Girl, go get you some business. Go get you some options, okay? Get you some options, sis. This is supposed to be hot girl summer. You about to be 22. Well, you are 22 now. You need to, you know what I'm saying? Get get busy. Get you some options, sis. <laughs> I think you spent too much time and energy onto this, thinking it was going to get somewhere. You can't force something and you can't make somebody. You constantly bringing up a relationship. That scares that that scares that that idea away because you it seems too possessive. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, a guy's intentions from jump when he tells you what he wants, period. So my advice to you, date, have some options and not get caught up on who you're dating. You can talk to three guys sis, and not be so mad. And who is he texting unless you guys decide like y'all going to be serious? OK, because this email girl I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Love you, sis. You're a cancer. We got to get it together, okay? You can't assume that a guy wants to be in a relationship with you because you've been so supportive and, okay? It's a lot of bitches that's friendly and supportive to niggas. And they be in a friend zone for life. That don't mean shit. What you should do is definitely wait till a guy shows you he's worthy. To my young queens listening, you need to, to see what a guy brings to the table and, and stop doing so much. Oh, I do this, I do that. I ain't doing a damn thing. I'm not lifting a fucking finger until somebody show me that he's worthy of that type of energy and vibe for me to give off. Been there, done that. Not playing myself. Stop playing yourself. Get you some options. Don't be caught up on one nigga this summer. It's a hot girl summer. Shout out to Megan. Yurt. <laughs> All right? And have fun. You're fucking young. What are you looking for? A serious ass relationship? Stop watching these damn YouTube couples and Instagram couples and shit. Live your life, sis. Have fun. Have some options. Date around. Know what you figure out what you like and don't like when it comes to men. You know what I'm saying? If you just stuck on one person, you're not gonna know. Date around, have some options, get your little feelings hurt, build yourself back up, and you know, get back in the game. That's all. That's my advice. If you do find someone and you feel like this is the person, you guys are on the same page because clearly you and this guy were not on the same page. You were on page five and he was on he was on page one. OK, you want to make sure that you and somebody is on the same page. And when they tell you, oh, I'm working, I'm focused on these are just nice cover up keywords to not hurt your feelings and say, hey, look, girl, yeah, I got other options, but I'm cool. I'm kicking it. Why you tripping, ma? We just friends. That's really what the fuck he want to tell you. Back, back. If I want to be with your ass, I'll be with your ass. When a man wants to be with you, he going to be with you, sis. Stop putting that pressure on these little niggas. Fuck them. All right? Get it together. Anyways, I love you guys. And um, I'll talk to you guys on my next episode of my podcast.